Welcome to our wonderful episode of discussing the Word of God in a, like a bite, you know, a small, small bite. And I, I love, I look forward to sharing with you and getting you to experience God's goodness through his word. And then we can look at practical things we can do to face life with and overcome. Today, let's tackle depression. You know, life can get sometimes depressive and we can even go through major depression and we can be depressed one time or the other in our lives. What do we do with depression? We know what to do with hunger. We get food and eat it. We know what to do with thirst. We get water and drink it. And if you want to go somewhere, we put on our shoes and go there. But how do you tackle depression? How do you move from here to there dealing with depression? And I, I, I want a realistic dealing with this. There are medical ways, natural ways of dealing with depression. There are things to do, but let's look at some spiritual things we can do to help us in the moment of depression, when we are depressive or passing through depression in our lives. And the first thing that kind of gives me joy is the fact that the Word of God is not blind to human emotional struggles. Later, we'll talk about dealing with major grief, but depression is something that's a little bit underlying. It's just there that just keeps you, you know, sad, dark, somber. What do you do with it? It's chronic. It can be a little bit chronic. Sonar can be acute, but whatever it is, uh, let's, let's look at what do you do with depression? I, I, I don't want to hear theory, so I want to hear the word of God. I want to hear somebody, maybe in the Bible, who had dealt with things like this. And I would love to go to the book of Psalms and, and, and check it out. And I'm going to read two places in the Bible, Psalm 42 and Psalm 77, and we'll come in contact with somebody who was going through depression or depressed, one of these, uh, in his life, one time or the other. And let's see Psalm 42. He said, As the deer pant for water brooks, so pant my soul for you, God. Why was he panting for God? My soul test for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? What's happening here? Verse 3 says, My tears have been my food day and night. While they say to me continually, Where is your God? You know, this person had expected God to do something wonderful in his life. And God was not showing up. And he was going through this mockery. And they were saying, where's your God? That, that should be depressive enough. Then he went back in his memory lane. Verse 4, Psalm 42. When I remember these things, I put my soul within me. That's your psyche, your, your, your soul, your emotional life. For I used to go with a multitude. I went with them to the house of God with a voice of joy and praise. With a multitude of people that kept a pilgrim feast. You know, it was saying one time, I was really happy, I was excited, I was celebrative. I was really having joy in my life. But right now, tears have been my food day and night. Then he said this, verse 5, Why are you cast down, O my soul? So this is depressing, this is saddening. So this author of this chapter of Psalm, was dealing with a major depressive moment in his life. And thank God, he didn't 
bottled it up. He didn't keep quiet. He spoke out. And he went further. He wrote it down. So that many of us today can learn from there. It was not the only case. This is not thing that the Bible has related. There are other cases of people like that. Let's read Psalm 77 from verse 1. It says this. I cry out to God with my voice. To God with my voice. And he gave ear to me. He was talking about his experience, answered prayer. But what really happened when he was praying that time? He said, in the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord. My hand was stretched out in the night without ceasing. My soul refused to be comforted. I remember God and was troubled. I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. You hold my eyes lid open. I'm so troubled that I cannot speak. Wow. So I'm so troubled I cannot speak. So here was a man going through major depression. In fact, he began to question God's goodness in verse 7. Will the Lord cast off forever? Will he be favorable no more? Has his mercy ceased forever? Has his promise failed forevermore? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he in anger shut up his tender mercies? Oh, amazing. That's in the Bible. Man was going through major depression and he was even questioning the goodness of God. So it's okay to have this kind of emotional upheaval once in a while. I mean, I mean things happen that you just don't flash a smile. Even if you do it, you know it's plastic. <laughs> you know. So I'm glad that we have over here in this reading that men like us, men who wrote the Bible, went through major depression. Before I talk about what to do in our depression, let's look at one more case. All of us have heard about this mighty man called Elijah. We sing song about him. We read about him. And we want to be like Elijah. We have heard him say, where is the God of Elijah? We've heard about Elijah calling on fire from heaven. But we've forgotten that he had a major bout of depression in his life. After all that miracle, fire from heaven, he began to run away because Jezebel, a woman, challenged him that he's going to destroy him. And Bible said, the man began to run. Interesting. Powerful man of God. Strong man of God. He started running away from his challenge. This is in 1 Kings 9, verse 3. And when he saw that he arose, when he saw that he arose and ran for his life and went to Beersheba, it belonged to Judah, and left his servant there. But himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree. And he prayed that he might die. And he said, It's enough. Now, Lord, take my life. For I'm no better than my father's. This is a man that was under depression. Bible said, and then as he lay and slept under a broom tree. Amazing, you know, he slept off, cried out, ran away. These are all indicators of depression. The mighty Elijah himself he had bout of depression. In fact, I said, Lord, take my life. 
for I'm no better. That's depression talking. Yeah, it was a man like us. He just had the day before mighty encounter with God's power. Miracle took place, fire came from heaven, destroyed Baal's prophet, and by second day, here he was. We call this on the Blue Monday for him. <laughs> you know, that, that, that took place on Sunday with all the power of God as a pastor. Then Monday, he had these blues, you know, just kind of feel like I'm no better and take my life. Yeah, that's where life is sometimes. So, what do you do in the midst of depression? Let's find out. Thank you. Welcome to our wonderful episode of discussing the Word of God in uh, like a bite, <laughs> you know, a small, small bite. And I, I love, I look forward to sharing with you and getting you to experience God's goodness through his word and then we can look at practical things we can do to face life with and overcome. Today let's tackle depression. You know life can get sometimes depressive and we can even go through major depression and we can be depressed one time or the other in our lives. What do we do with depression? We know what to do with hunger. We get food and eat it. We know what to do with thirst. We get water and drink it. And if you want to go somewhere, we put on our shoes and go there. But how do you tackle depression? How do you move from here to there dealing with depression? And I, I, I want a realistic dealing with this. There are medical ways, natural ways of dealing with depression. There are things to do, but Let's look at some spiritual things we can do to help us in the moment of depression, when we are depressive or passing through depression in our lives. And the first thing that kind of gives me joy is the fact that the Word of God is not blind to human emotional struggles. Later, we'll talk about dealing with major grief. But depression is something that's a little bit underlying. It's just there that just keeps you, you know, sad, dark, somber. What do you do with it? It's chronic. It can be a little bit chronic. Sonar can be acute. But whatever it is, uh, let's, let's look at what do you do with depression? I, I, I don't want to hear theory. So I want to hear the word of God. I want to hear somebody, maybe in the Bible, who had dealt with things like this. And I would love to go to the book of Psalms and, and, and check it out. And I'm going to read two places in the Bible, Psalm 42 and Psalm 77, and we'll come in contact with somebody who was going through depression or depressed, one of these, uh, in his life, one time or the other. And let's see Psalm 42. He said, as the dear pant for water brooks, so pant my soul for you, God. Why was he panting for God? My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? What's happening here? Verse 3 says, My tears have been my food day and night. While they say to me continually, Where is your God? You know, this person had expected God to do something wonderful in his life. And God was not showing up. And he was going through this mockery. And they were saying, where's your God? That, that should be depressive enough. Then he went back in his memory lane. Verse 4, Psalm 42. When I remember these things, I put my soul within me. That's your psyche, your, your, your soul, your emotional life. For I used to go with a multitude. I went with them to the house of God. 
with the voice of joy and praise, with a multitude of people that kept the pilgrim feast. You know, it was saying one time, I was really happy, I was excited, I was celebrative. I was really having joy in my life. But right now, tears have been my food day and night. Then he said this, verse 5, Why are you cast down, O my soul? So this is depressing, this is saddening. So this author of this chapter of Psalm was dealing with a major depressive moment in his life. And thank God he didn't bottle it up. He didn't keep quiet. He spoke out. And he went further. He wrote it down. So now, many of us today can learn from there. It was not the only case. This is not thing that the Bible has related. There are other cases of people like that. Let's read Psalm 77 from verse 1. It says this, I cry out to God with my voice, to God with my voice, and he gave ear to me. He was talking about his experience, answered prayer. But then what really happened when he was praying that time? He said, in the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord. My hand was stretched out in the night without ceasing. My soul refused to be comforted. I remember God and was troubled. I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. You hold my eyes laid open. I'm so troubled that I cannot speak. Wow. So I'm so troubled I cannot speak. So here was a man going through major depression. In fact, he began to question God's goodness in verse 7. Will the Lord cast off forever? Will he be favorable no more? Has his mercy ceased forever? Has his promise failed forevermore? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he, in anger, shut up his tender mercies? Oh, amazing, that's in the Bible. Man was going through major depression and he was even questioning the goodness of God. So it's okay to have this kind of emotional upheaval once in a while. I mean, I mean things happen that. You just don't flash a smile. Even if you do it, you know it's plastic. <laughs> you know. So I'm glad that we have over here in this reading that men like us, men who wrote the Bible, went through major depression. Before I talk about what to do in our depression, let's look at one more case. All of us we have heard about this mighty man called Elijah. We sing song about him, we read about him, and we want to be like Elijah. We have heard him say, where is the God of Elijah? We've heard about Elijah calling on fire from heaven. But we've forgotten that he had a major bout of depression in his life. After all that miracle, fire from heaven, he began to run away because Jezebel, a woman, challenged him that he's going to destroy him. The Bible said the man began to run. Interesting. Powerful man of God. Strong man of God. He started running away from his challenge. This is in 1 Corinthians 9 verse 3. And when he saw that he arose, when he saw that he arose and ran for his life and went to Beersheba, it belonged to Judah, and left his servant there. 
but himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree and he prayed that he might die and he said it's enough now lord take my life for i'm no better than my fathers this is a man that was under depression Bible said, and then as he lay and slept under a broom tree, amazing, you know, he slept off, cried out, ran away. These are all indicators of depression. The mighty Elijah himself he had bouts of depression. In fact, he said, Lord, take my life. For I'm no better. That's depression talking. Yeah, was a man like us. He just had the day before mighty encounter with God's power. Miracle took place, fire came from heaven, destroyed Baal's prophet, and by second day, here he was. We call this on maybe Blue Monday for him. <laughs> you know, that, that, that took place on Sunday with all the power of God as a pastor. Then Monday, he had these blues, you know, just kind of feel like I'm no better and take my life. Yeah, that's where life is sometimes. So, what do you do in the midst of depression? Let's find out. Thank you. Welcome back to our discussion on tackling depression. Um, in our first episode, we learned about depression in diverse ways that we saw it in the Bible, like uh, Psalm 42, Psalm 77, and the book in the life of Elijah, read in the first King chapter 19. And so, so anything new. To be depressed, to suffer from depression, and to have bout of depression is not anything new. Godly men had it, mighty men had it. And so don't count yourself as useless for having depression. The, the, the great thing about depression is that it will come, but it can be handled. Uh, let's hear from the book of Psalm we just read the other episode, Psalm 42. We read about him, you know, tears, his tears were his food. Then in Psalm 42, verse 5, he said this, Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for as I yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Then he said again, second time, verse 6, O my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I will remember you. Wow! Fantastic. I love this. You know, if you are going to deal with depression, everybody else in town can talk to us. You may never come out of it. They can give us all the drugs in the world. We may never recover. Because Depression is a thing of the soul. It has to do with our emotional life, our will, and our mind. And the only person who has the final charge over your will is yourself, under God. If you are going to get up, you have to get up. Nobody can get up for you. So this man said, why are you cast down on my soul? See, he was challenging his soul. He was challenging the depression. Until you challenge this thing and begin to question it in your life and don't give it that power to keep you down. 
you will never come out of depression. Coming out is your choice. Oh yeah, things that have happened to you, very devastating, very overwhelming. I mean, beyond normal. Above measure. But he said to himself, why are you cast down, oh my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? So you have to go within yourself and quiet yourself down from all that negative, sad, depressive thoughts and tell yourself, shut up. It's time to keep quiet. It's time to get out of this. He said, then he said this in verse 5, hope in God for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. You know, when it comes to depression, really we come to a point where we think that nobody can help us. But I beg to differ. There's somebody left who can help us. His name is Jehovah God. And you can turn to him and he said, hope in God. See, the, 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 the currency to pay out of depression is hope. And that hope is in God, not in yourself. All the circumstances. I'm not promising that your life will change for the better immediately. I'm not promising that what is making you depressive will stop instantly. But I'm promising you from the word of God that if you deal with hope, you can yet praise God and you can stay come out of your depression. Because really, it's inside of you, it's in your soul. And if you can trade your sorrow and your sadness for hope in God, you can rise up. You know, he said this in Psalm 42, verse 6. Oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. Wow, this man was getting very realistic here. He was admitting it. You know, if you refuse to admit and refuse to accept, our cure cannot start. I've learned, this to, I've learned to do this in my life. When I wake up when I feel depressed, I don't dance around it. I tell myself, hey, Tundamosu, you are depressed this morning. And what's the cause of this depression? And when I trace it, it's something that maybe I cannot handle or that comes up beyond my own control. And so what do I do? Oh, I'll hang around it for a while. The shadow will thicken, get around me. Then I will start distancing myself from it, like this psalmist was doing. Why are you cast down over my soul? Why are you depressed within me? You, you know why I have to do that? To challenge it? Because it will just hold me to ransom. I will not attempt to other things in my life. Because if I don't get up, things won't change. So, why are you disquieted within me? You have to quiet yourself down. You have to drag yourself by the help of God. And the only way to do that is to begin to express your hope in God and say, I hope in him. I'm expecting him. I don't have all the answers. I don't know what to do with this matter. This has already happened. A loss or a grief, a problem, an unresolved situation, but I hope in God. Then I'd love to read this. He said, oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. He, this man entered to dialogue with God. So, talk with God. When you lock your door, everybody has left you, you don't want to see anyone, don't take that further. And don't want to see God. So, 
go to God. He said, oh my God. He began to make God cut to me. Oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. Then he said, therefore, I'll remember you from the land of the Jordan. Jordan is the valley, the place of somberness and depression. You know, when you go to valley, Jordan River, flow to that valley of Jordan. So, what do we do? Why are you cast down on my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God. You, 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 you know, he said this again, verse 9. I said to my God, why have you forgotten me? Then verse 11, he reverted himself again, he reverted himself. He said, why are you cast down on my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Psalm 42. Open God, for as I yet praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. Full stop. He put his full stop around hope, around challenging his soul, around challenging the depression. I challenge you today to challenge your depression. I challenge you today to challenge your soul and say, why are you casting down my soul? Why are you depressed within me? Hope in God. Will you hope in God? Let's do that. Because where else can we turn? We can come to God. Even if you don't see changes quickly in your situations, at least your soul is going to have some relief and some recovery. And when you recover on the inside, nothing becomes too difficult because the difficulty is in our soul. And if we can get that soul turned around, by turning to God, the hope in God, you can start singing a new song. And when you begin to sing, you are coming out. So, like David said, I will sing. The Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime, and in the night his song shall be with me. That's verse 8. A prayer to the God of my life. Is God the God of your life? Then that depression cannot hold to ransom forever. Let him be the God of your life. And you will experience a way out of your depression. Thank you.